tax collectors and sinners were heathens that the Pharisees would never hang out with. They were too righteous in their own eyes to be seen associating with those kind of people. But if there was a group of people even worse than tax collectors and sinners, it would be shepherds. They were considered the lowest of the low. They were dirty. They were thieves. They were crooks. They were a group that very few others trusted. Welcome to the Parable Podcast. Thanks for joining Family Life on-air host Randy Snavely as he digs into the story lessons taught by the world's greatest teacher, Jesus. In this episode, it's part one of The Search and Rescue Shepherd, taken from chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke. Teddy Roosevelt once said, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. In Luke 15:1, we read about two groups of people who clearly understand that Jesus cares for them the sinners and tax collectors. They've seen Jesus heal people, and they sense he genuinely wants to be in their presence. Unlike the other religious leaders, Jesus will actually accept dinner invitations from what others would refer to as lowlifes. Because of these unfoldings, the sinners and tax collectors are flocking to Jesus to hear what it is he has to say. Now, in the next verse, in verse 2, we read about another group of people who clearly don't want to be in Jesus' presence, nor be around all the sinners either. In fact, the only reason they are there is to find fault with Jesus. They are grumbling and complaining about Jesus associating with these wicked heathens. For that reason, I'm calling these Pharisees part of the grumble family. Maybe you know people like this. There is a family nobody likes to meet. They live, it is said, on Complaining Street. In the city of Never Are Satisfied, the river of discontent beside. They growl at that and they growl at this. Whatever comes, there is something amiss. And whether their station be high or humble, They are all known by the name of Grumble. The weather is always too hot or too cold. Summer and winter alike they scold. Nothing goes right with the folks you meet down on that gloomy, complaining street. They growl at the rain and they growl at the sun. In fact, their growling is never done. And if everything pleased them, there isn't a doubt, they'd growl that they'd nothing to grumble about. But the weirdest thing is that not one of the same can be brought to acknowledge his family name. For never a grumbler will own that he is connected with it at all, you see. The worst thing is that if anyone stays among them too long, he will learn their ways. And before he dreams of the terrible jumble, he's adopted into the family of grumble. And so it were wisest to keep our feet from wandering into complaining street and never to growl whatever we do, lest we be mistaken for grumblers too. Let us learn to walk with a smile and a song, 
no matter if things do sometimes go wrong. And then, be our station high or humble, we'll never belong to the family of Grumble. listening to the Parable Podcast on Family Life, The Search and Rescue Shepherd, Part 1, taken from Luke, Chapter 15, Verses 3 through 7. It is nothing but pride that has the Pharisees thinking they are better than everybody else there, including Jesus. Their griping and their complaining causes them to totally miss the message of the parable until Jesus kind of drops the hammer on them in verse 7. But before that happens, however, Jesus makes the Pharisees even more uncomfortable and probably makes them grumble even more, though that's not really specified. Now, we've already established that tax collectors and sinners were heathens that the Pharisees would never hang out with. They were too righteous in their own eyes to be seen associating with those kind of people. But if there was a group of people even worse than tax collectors and sinners, it would be shepherds. They were considered the lowest of the low. They were dirty. They were thieves. They were crooks. They were a group that very few others trusted. No way would a Pharisee go anywhere near a shepherd. And Jesus says without saying it, Hey, I want you to pretend you're a shepherd. (laughs) That must have really made them shudder. Look at verse 4. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Does he not leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. Now here's the setting. More than likely, a group of families have brought their herds together to grace. Most farmers wouldn't have a hundred sheep. So to get that number, a handful of them got together and became part of the same herd. That meant there would be more than one shepherd watching the flock. One of the sheep turns up missing. Sheep are prone to wander off, and that's what one has done. It's interesting to me that Jesus chooses to tell a story about a sheep that is lost and not some other animal. Because any other animal, given the chance to run free, would probably take off. But not a sheep. They don't really want to run off and get lost. But it happens because they wander. The sheep will mosey off somewhere where the grass seems greener and graze there. Then it will wander a little farther away to another delicious-looking section of grass. And when it's finally had its fill from the next pasture... The sheep looks up for his fellow buddies, and lo and behold, the flock is nowhere in sight. Now, when a sheep 
panics, when it gets scared, when it is lost, it starts running in circles. It doesn't like being lost, and for very good reason. A lost sheep all by itself, not going to survive for very long. Sheep don't have horns or claws to defend themselves with. If the sheep happens to stumble and fall over on its side, it can't get up by itself. It needs help. And it's not unusual for a sheep to wander into a place it can't get out of. So it makes total sense that one of the shepherds is going to immediately go after the sheep and try to find it. A lamb went missing from a flock a couple of years ago and fell through a broken manhole cover. It ended up 50 feet down in a drain pipe. Shepherds immediately went looking for it and heard its bleeding coming up from the pipe. They couldn't go down the drain pipe for the rescue because it was way too narrow, so they dug four separate holes to different sections of the pipe before they could locate the lamb. After four hours of digging, the sheep was shaken, but rescued. And the rescuers were elated and rejoiced when the lamb was returned to the herd. episode, it's part two of The Search and Rescue Shepherd, taken from chapter 15 of the Gospel of Luke. This has been the Parable Podcast with Randy Snavely. Click the subscribe button so you'll know when new episodes are released. And be sure to check out Family Life's other original podcasts, including If That Makes Sense, 